What's up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 110 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. In this episode, I share my August and September 2018 writing stats. For the uninitiated, that's pretty much just a count of how many days out of the month I actually did some writing. I also share a writing tip that I picked up along the way. I tell you about what I've been reading, and finally read and reflect on some of my free writing, which is located at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing for your viewing and reading pleasure or displeasure, depending on your take on it. Stick around for a bit and we'll get into the episode. If you're new to the podcast and would like to help support and also happen to be a creative yourself, Check out my questionnaire for creatives at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. It consists of five open-ended questions aimed at giving you the opportunity to share insights from your craft with us. Imbue us with tips and tricks of your trade. Again, you can find those five questions at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Another cool way to help support is by following me on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at Spun Today. And check out my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. So my writing tip this week comes from the KM Wyland newsletter, which I have referenced in the past and I linked to in the episode notes. This time, it's not a, an entire specific article. It's an excerpt that I pulled out of one of her posts that resonated with me and I hope would do the same for you. She said, As writers, it's our job to craft words into images and emotions. One of the best techniques for accomplishing this alchemy is by adjusting the pacing of sentences and paragraphs. First off, I love the way that she worded that sentence in saying that the way we accomplish this alchemy, quote-unquote, using that word alchemy just gives what we do as writers kind of a mystical, magical hue, if you will, which fit perfectly with what she is saying and is very salient advice. To me, realizing that you can adjust what you're saying not by just the actual words but more so in how you say it and that's where adjusting the pacing of sentences and paragraphs comes in get to the point of something quicker if you want to make something seem faster you know what's that acronym uh kiss k-i-s-s keep it short and sweet remove any and all words that you can while still maintaining the point of the sentence or the paragraph the point of what you want to get across if you can remove a word or two and the sentence is still saying the same thing then you don't need that word or two or if you want to dull it out a bit if you want it to feel like a lagging sentence or a lagging paragraph or a scene where it's purposely slow elongate it Describe the surroundings more. Make the pacing more lengthy. 
you do things like that by little, I don't want to call them tricks, but little added details and layers to things. Like instead of saying the shoes, say the red strappy shoes that have a smudge by the top left toe. You know, shit like that. Anyway, that is the tip for the writing tip for this episode. And it is thanks to KM Wyland. Sign up to her newsletter. Um, I linked to it in the episode notes of this episode and recommend you all check it out. Now to what I've been reading. I read, actually, because I finished it, Charlemagne the God's first book. His second book is actually coming out soon, if I'm not mistaken. If it hasn't this month, it's next month or something like that. But his first book called Black Privilege, subtitled Opportunity Comes to Those Who Create It. And for those of you that don't know, Charlemagne is the co-host along with DJ Envy and Angela Yee of one of my favorite morning shows, The Breakfast Club on Power 105 here in New York. And it's a nationally syndicated show, so I'm sure that if you're not in New York, you have had the opportunity of uh, listening to it, and also you can see the majority, if not all, of their shows on YouTube. Now, I was uh, a bit skeptical when this book initially came out, and I saw that it was it was doing well because I I just thought it was you know, another famous person having a book written and putting their name on it and selling a bunch of copies just on the leverage of their fame. Now, of course, his platform, his having the platform that he has is going to have that boost, that type of backing and boost. But if the book is trash, it would be fleeting. You know, it'll be number one for a week or two and and then uh, level out. This book actually was number one, I, I want to say, if I remember correctly, maybe like eight or nine weeks in a row. It's a New York Times uh, number one bestseller. And it was actually written by Charlemagne and edited by uh, Chris Moreau, which is the a producer on the No Speakers Network podcast network where Charlemagne has uh, his podcast, uh, which he is co-hosted by Andrew Schultz called The Brilliant Idiots. So yeah, from the get-go, I was a bit skeptical. And I want to say I was pleasantly surprised and glad that I chose to read it. It's a really good book, and I got a bunch of insight from it. I got uh, some background into like Char- Charlemagne's uh, career path and stuff like that. And I love like background stuff, like behind the scenes type shit. Um, and some really good advice, some really good uh, insightful inv- advice. And I like Charlemagne's uh, point of view on a bunch of things, which is another reason why I wanted to, or I, you know, I was leaning towards giving the book a shot. And you see that a bit on the breakfast club on the show and his no reservation style of interviewing where he'll ask anything and everything that's on his mind that uh most listeners are probably wanting to 
hear answers to from the guests that they happen to have on any given day. But you see even more of that in his podcast where he's not as, or rather where he's even more free because he can say anything and everything that he wants on the podcast and he does. And also it's not just hip hop dependent. So you get to see like different sides and different uh, points of view on uh, on a vast array of topics, as well as also like hip hop talk, naturally, but not just that. So the book is pretty much what I got from it: anecdotes from his life growing up, and uh, just some gem- gems that uh, he picked up along the way and drops in the book. He talks about crazy shit like. Uh, him dabbling in in selling drugs and then finding out that his dad was as well. One day the house gets raided and both of them go to jail. And just crazy childless stories like that. Then a, a sick story of his cousin's wife when he was like 8 years old or 12 years old. I forget how old he was. But it's like 8 or 12. He was definitely definitely a kid. His cousin's wife used to molest him and like make him like touch her tits and she used to go down on him and stuff like that uh just a bunch of stories like that then gets more into like the you know grinding and working in different radio stations in south carolina and working his way to new york and i believe uh, he had a gig in jersey at one point and just pretty much gives you gives you a lot of uh background to how he grew up and how he got to where he's at now on a nationally syndicated radio show and the executive producer of various tv shows the co-host of a successful podcast popular podcast and a new york times best-selling author who is about to come out with his second book so i told you guys last time when i was telling you guys uh like my takeaways from reading the tipping point and the obstacle is the way i mentioned that I was distracted while uh, listening to those audiobooks and I didn't get from them what I thought I could and that I would re-listen. I haven't re-listened yet, but this is the book, Black Privilege, that I started where I had that realization because I started focusing more on on listening to this one, to this audiobook, which, by the way, it's also read by Charlemagne, which I like. I like when when authors of books read their own books instead of having uh, a hired uh, reader of the book. Kind of adds a layer of authenticity to it, and uh, you get more of a more of a feel of where the author was coming from with what he wrote, he or she wrote. So I came to the realization of the fact that I may have not gotten as much as I could have from those other books because. I was listening while, you know, commuting to work, which is fine. You know, that's, you know, when I I still listen to audiobooks now. But I was distracted by simultaneously, you know, clearing emails, going through my emails, responding to text messages and stuff like that. I realized when it was a combination of I was more interested I guess, in, uh, like, this book, like, hooked me in quicker, and, um, 
but there were, were times where I did, you know, start going through emails like out of habit and stuff. And or, you know, like scrolling through Twitter, like shit like that. And while I'm listening to the book. And then I had to like check myself and, and realize, yo, listen to the book, like focus on it. No email, no Twitter, no Instagram, no text messages, just listen to the book. And I did that and lo and behold I got a bunch of like notes on it. A bunch of like little clips that I took. Like I told you guys, um you're able to do in in Audible. You're able to clip little segments of audio and add notes to it and just take down notes of stuff that you liked. And I'm just gonna share a few of them with you guys today. So in short, pay attention. And focus on what you're reading or listening to. Like, actually schedule it. Like, right now, my, like, audiobook listening schedule is, like, I listen to, to like, whenever I want. Obviously, if I want to, outside of uh, this parameter. But I force myself to, instead of uh, listening to, like, an audiobook or clearing emails. Um, I'm sorry, listening to a podcast or clearing emails or listening to music or watching uh like videos or like a show on my phone or something like that while I'm commuting to work, what I do is listen to an audiobook until I get on the train because uh, I have to take the bus to the train and, and wait for each. So I listen to an audiobook in that, you know, good 15, 20 minutes a day. Then when I'm on the train, uh, I switch to writing and I start writing. But that, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day, five days a week, you know, adds up and you can knock out like a, a, a book in a week or two. And it's coming handy. I'm actually on Jordan Peterson's book now, 12 Rules for Life, uh, which is kind of dense, but I will tell you guys about that once I finish that one. So let me uh, drop some of the stuff here that I picked up from Black Privilege. So one thing that Charlemagne said he found helpful um, throughout his career is heeding the advice of his mom. His mom used to tell him that there's incredible power in experiences that don't seem to pertain to you. And she used to try, she used to make him read because his mother's an English teacher. She used to make him read, um, quote unquote, white books, you know, like Goosebumps and Beverly Clearly and and things that not all the kids in his neighborhood were reading. So he says that exploring different experiences that are not your own and not in your comfort zone are key. And as an example, he says, if you're a black woman, read a book about an Asian man. If you're a white guy, read a book about a black girl. He's, and then he goes on to say that... Uh, hip-hop as a culture is bad in this regard and that it shuns things that are different which is true and you could do some learning if you embrace things that are different and um dare to explore the unknown he has some quotes throughout the the book which i thought were pretty cool here's one of them it's destiny is not a matter of chance it's a matter of choice and that's by william jennings bryant and he has an acronym that he says he lives by called PYP, which is pick your passion, pick your poison, or pick your procrastination. 
And in essence, the takeaway behind that is you can either, you can choose one of those three. You can pick a passion and pursue it. You can pick your poison and get hooked on on it, you know, whether it's drugs or women or, or you know, fucking off or whatever. Or you can pick your procrastination and never getting to do what it is that your passion is because you're busy procrastinating doing other shit in the meantime and putting it off. He says the more you, like, choose to pick your passion in decision-making, the better off you'll be and the closer, obviously, you'll get to your goals. He referenced a story that I completely forgot about. Um, I, I think it was probably, like, around the time when he was speaking about the books that his mother used to make him read that I remember reading in elementary school, and we actually did, like, a little class play inside the classroom. Like, not, like, the... Like, my elementary school used to have, like, auditorium plays where each class would have to put in a play, like, I think it was, like, once a week or once a month or something like that. Every class would have to put on a play, and you would go to assembly and watch the play, um, which is really cool. That's cool that that school did that. Shout out to PS108 in Queens. Um, but this wasn't one of those things. This was, like, a little, you know, we read the story in class, and then we, like, acted it out for, you know, like, 15 minutes probably or something like that. Anyway, it was called Stone Soup, and I completely forgot about that story, and just remember it. Um, Charlemagne, like, mentioned it in passing, and I was like, oh, shit, Stone Soup, I remember that shit, but vaguely. And I just remember being some, like, soldiers that had stones, and that's, like, all they had, or something like that, and they had to, like, cross a bridge, and they were hungry, and they decided to make like a big feast and all they had were these stones and then they decided to make stone soup. If I'm not misremembering it, which I probably am, but based on that, I was thinking, you know, what's the significance of that story? And I'm guessing it's just just like something along the lines of making something out of nothing. I don't know. Maybe I got to go back and read that stone soup. He also told the story of when he was like a local, a local uh, DJ somewhere in a, a small radio station, probably in North Car- in South Carolina, where he still was at this point, I believe. But it's it's the first story that got picked up and got like national ratings because um, this girl flipped out on him. It was a I don't know if she was like a reality show star or or like a porn star or something like that. But her name was Buffy the Butt. And it was uh, this lady that had a lot of plastic surgery done. And he interviewed her. And he told her, or he asked her, what she was going to do. And supposedly, according to him, I, I didn't see the interview. Um, although you could find it online. the He asked her candidly what she was planning on doing when her looks faded. And when gravity set in. Because, you know what she was doing wasn't sustainable long term and she took offense to this and threw a cd at him and started saying that he's nothing and that he's just a a local dj and he told her and i quote my mouth is gonna take me further than your butt and i thought that was pretty funny something else that i said that something else that he said that I liked 
was that you can never, even if the situation blows up in your face, hurt yourself by helping others. No matter how big you are, you can always help the next person. If they don't capitalize on your assistance, that's on them. I thought that was pretty salient advice. He mentions a couple times throughout the book um, how this like newer generation doesn't appreciate or see opportunity unless there's a, a paycheck tied to it. And he said that's not a good way of of you know looking at things. That you should be able to see the opportunity past the paycheck, and that sometimes you're gonna have to do things for free to get ahead, which I agree with. He uh, cites an example of of an intern that was working on the Breakfast Club and was always there, and then what used to go to school. After after the internship, used to go to school, and then after school, used to come back to the radio station, um, to see if there's like anything that that he could do, and to a point where it was like kind of annoying. He was like always around type of thing, and um, when Hurricane Sandy happened here in New York, where if those you know, if you all don't know, there was a hurricane, Hurricane Sandy. Here in New York, where the city got flooded and there was like a lot of damage, you know, subways were flooded, uh, a lot of buildings that had like underground areas. Like, there's a bar by by my job actually that got flooded and like went out of business, and like a lot of businesses like that. And you know, it was just you know, no driving or or taking public transportation into the city or anything like that. And the guys from the radio station stayed at a hotel. And this kid wound up sleeping over and, you know, cause they, he didn't like have a hotel in the city. Um, but like the DJs and shit did. So they like walked over to work the next day, the next morning he was there cause he decided just to like sleep over, uh, cause he figured nobody else would be able to make it into the office. So he just slept in the office and was there to help them the next morning. And he just shows, like, that, he mentions that as, like, you know, perseverance, a story about, like, perseverance and hard work and willing to put in the work for something that you want to do, something that you're pursuing, because he wanted to be in that, like, entertainment business, uh, the intern, and, you know, even though he wasn't getting paid, you know, he was uh, going above and beyond. Then, when, like, a permanent position opened up, uh, he was, like, the first person that they recommended, and then uh, the kid be- became like an an executive producer of another show somewhere else, or something like that because of that. So it was like a stepping stone type of thing for him, and it you know came from that willingness to to put in the work, even though you're not getting directly paid right away for it. And that's just like one of the stories like that that stood out to me there's a bunch of others uh, similar to it that that i like as well and the next clip that i jotted down kind of plays into that last point he says there are a lot of people that will be ready to take advantage of you and your willingness to value opportunity over money who gives a fuck as long as they're cracking open the door you're the one that's getting over in the long run. Thought that was pretty dope. 
Um, let's see. Got a couple more. Principle number five. He he hasn't broken up into like different principles. Principle number five is put the weed in the bag. And this is a reference to Belly, the movie, which I remember seeing once a long time ago. It's like one of those like quote, quote unquote, classic hood movies. I got to check it out again because I don't remember it at all. But he says that there's a scene where these like low level drug dealers are you know, packing up, like, uh, nickel and dime bags and talking about, like, all the shit that they're going to buy and all the, like, chains and cars and jewelry and stuff like that. And then they got, they get, uh, like, snapped on by a higher-up that tells them to, like, shut the fuck up and just put learn how to put the weed in the bag first before they start making these, like, grand plans for things. And he goes on to make the correlation between like that sentiment, which is pretty much, you know, learn your fundamentals first and whatever it is that you're pursuing and what you're doing, learn your fundamentals, learn how to put in the work and focus on that above all else. But yeah, man, I thought it was a, it was a pretty good book. I, I really enjoyed it. I will link to it in the episode notes for you guys to check it out as well, if you're interested. And let me know what you think, if you do. Alrighty, my writing numbers for the month of August 2018. Drumroll, please. Is 83.9% of the days. I wrote 26 out of the 31 days. My writing count for September 2018. Drumroll, please. As you can see, I'm happy with my performance. Still writing, writing more than I was before, actually, while having a baby. A three-month-old, who's doing great, by the way. 80% of the days, I wrote 24 out of the 30 days of, out of the month of September. And most of the, those days I'm writing on, or I'm writing and working on, my novel that I've mentioned to you guys a bunch of times already, or uh, stuff like this, uh, these free writing pieces that I'm about to read to you. Now, my last episode, 109, episode 109, the uh, Random Rant episode, which is the episode right before this one, because this one is 110, so it makes chronological sense that they're numbered that way. Um, I mentioned a stand-up special by Drew Michael, and that I enjoyed it so much that it uh, triggered me to write two different uh, free writing posts. And those are the two that I thought were apropos to share with you guys today. In the very next free writing session episode, after the mention of Drew Michael special in episode 109. Anyway. Both posts, if you guys want to check them out, can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. And they were both posted on the website on October 16th, 2018, which is the day that I'm writing, that I'm recording this podcast. Actually, it's just past midnight now, so it's October 17th, 2018. Shout out to Eminem. Happy birthday, Eminem. 
But again, you can find these posted on spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. The first one up that I'm going to read is called Drew Michael Stand Up Comedy. And the, this is one of the ones where a specific quote triggered me to free write a little bit. And here's the quote. You ever think you're a person, but you're actually an amalgamation of projections you've absorbed over 32 years? That is brutal. End quote. So to that, I wrote, in his one-hour special, Drew Michael touches on the difficulty of having to discern between actually feeling a certain way versus justifying an insecurity. Thought-provoking, isn't it? I mean, who are we really? A collection of influence. Whether it be nature or nurture, that amalgamation of projections we have absorbed is what we are. I guess at first it's a daunting thought because I want to feel and believe that I'm something more sturdy, more reliable. But I'm actually a continuously evolving thing. We all are. And how we choose to evolve is informed by the influences we take in. It's not as big a mindfuck that I once thought it would be. The fact is that we're all evolving, albeit in various directions. Some are just more grounded in knowing what that evolution entails. Right, so I chose to write this, obviously, because that piece or that, that quote was very much so food for thought for me. It made me think about things that I believe. And it could be, you know, trivial things or, or serious things. It could be anything that you think, that you believe, that you feel. It's like, do you really feel and believe these things? And what is really feeling and believing these things? Or are you just insecure about the thing and you're just in this constant state of justifying that insecurity? And that's why, you know, it kind of, if that's the case, how would you know the difference between that and, no, no, I really do feel this. Or I really do believe this thing. I mean, it seems like such a very fine line that there must be overlap in both, both ways. Like, there must be things that you really feel strongly about that you really do, and that you really do believe, and on the flip side, stuff that you're just justifying, and you're probably on both sides of the fence some of the time. But yeah, I just thought that to be really interesting. I hadn't heard it put quite like that before. I think the part of having this experience feel a bit daunting because uh, you want to feel more sturdy and more reliable makes sense. And that has to do with like wanting control or wanting to be able to understand and wrap your head around things. But the realization of realizing that we are a continuously evolving thing, you know, and by we, I mean, you know, us as human beings, us as people, but, uh, you know, a person growing and learning and evolving, um, that that's okay. But I definitely recognize how it could be unsettling 
when you are in the mind frame of looking for that reliable sturdiness that comes with controlling shit around you and just things in general. But it makes complete logical sense. And and like I said there, towards the end, it's not as big a mind fuck that I once thought it would be. Realizing that it's not a static thing. It's a growth and evolving thing. Some people, not including myself, are able to, are more grounded in knowing what that evolution entails. And that post is available once again at sponsorate.com forward slash free writing. Next, and not least, but it is the last one that I am reading for you fine folks today, is the other post that I wrote on that day after watching Drew Michaels special. And this one is also on the website, posted on October 16th, 2018. And it's titled, I think I can express myself that way. I think I can express myself that way. And I wrote, we all, open parentheses, assuming every single person ever is motivated in the same way, close parentheses, just want to express ourselves. So we all just want to express ourselves. That's why we gravitate towards the mediums that we do. Not as consumers necessarily, although that's absolutely one side of it, but as expressors, sharers. We see something and think, quote, I think I can express myself that way, end quote. And that was a quote from Drew Michael from his special. Then I continue to say, that's a pretty dope revelation I just had triggered by watching the HBO extra content feature, Meet Drew Michael. It's why I gravitate towards writing and podcasting. I think I can express myself via those mediums. Interesting. And I wrote that on Sunday, September 9th, 2018, at 12.13 p.m., right after watching the special. Yo, this episode has become a fucking... Uh, Drew Michael HBO commercial. HBO, hook it up. Hook it up with a sponsorship. Uh, so, yeah, I thought. So, again, I like behind the scenes shit. So, whenever I, I watch a show or anything like that, HBO is really good with this with the extras that they have. Um, like, they have like really good directors, directors cut things and just like sit downs with the writers or. They let you see how the cinematography is worked on a, a a show like Insecure, for example, which just had a dope season three, which I'll get into probably in the next episode, the next uh, random rant episode. Um, and uh, the stand up is no exception. There was like a little mini interview in the extra content features called Meet Drew Michael, and he kind of gives you a peek behind the curtain of who he is and why he chose to become a comedian and why he does what he does. Talks a little about the process of putting together this unique stand-up show, which was recorded without an audience. And just a a bit of, of his experience, his life experience. 
and, you know, it's only a couple minutes long, so it's not like a, a, a very deep dive type of thing, but that really resonated with me when he says that we see something, whether it be a movie or a show or a singer or, or something that like motivates us. And we think to ourselves, I think I can express myself that way. When he said that, it's like I made the connection right away with writing and podcasting. Like that's the way I think I can express myself. And then you take that a step further and it's like, yeah, we do, or at least I do, like want to express myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the best speaker, which you can tell by listening to this podcast with my mumbling ass. But I'm not the best uh, like conversationalist or or like on the spot type of like dialogue person, I guess. And that probably comes from like insecurity and also overanalyzing and and thinking about every single word that I want to say in a certain way before I say it type of thing. And then before I know it, the moment passes and the conversation is done. You know what I mean? Like that that type of shit. But with writing, it's kind of more solitary. It's kind of more alone with your thoughts. It's kind of more take 10 minutes to write one sentence if you feel like it until you get it right, until you feel it's right, until you feel you got to express yourself. And the same with podcasting too. Like while I record this podcast, I speak and pause it and think about what I'm going to say sometimes. And sometimes it can just go off for like 10 minutes at a time, continuously nonstop, like type of thing. And sometimes I stop and think about what what I'm going to say next. You know what I mean? So it's like you kind of sort of had that freedom with these two mediums to, to be able to express yourself. And yeah, that's definitely why I gravitate towards these mediums. So him mentioning that, made me kind of have that mini epiphany of, oh, should I do that? Maybe other people do that too with the stuff that they're into. I think maybe that is the motivation behind, you know, painting because the painter feels that that's the, the way that they can express themselves or rapper or poet or a singer or a carpenter or an architect or a business mogul or a chef Anybody, anybody who's into anything, maybe that's the reason, maybe that's the motivation why they're into that thing. And that's all I got to say about that. All right, folks, that's the episode. That is episode 110 of the Spun Today podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Stick around, listen to some tunes in the background. The song that I chose for this episode is, I don't know yet because I haven't chosen it yet, but I will in post-production. And uh, you guys can enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, you can find a link to the song in the episode notes of this episode. And you can listen, or you can find, rather, the link to every single song that I ever play on the podcast in the episode notes of any previous back catalog episodes of the Sponsor Day podcast. So if you're ever like, damn, Tony has impeccable taste in music. Where does he find this stuff? What song is that? You can just scroll down to the episode notes of the podcast and go to where it says outro song 
and boom there you go you don't even have to google it you don't even have to copy paste and google it just click on it and it'll take you to the youtube page for that particular song very more often than not it's the music video for that particular song pretty cool huh check it out folks thanks thank you very much for listening i'm out it's fucking 12 30 at night or in the morning and i gotta wake up in about five hours Get a fast car. I got a plan to get us out of here. Been working at the convenience store. Managed to save just a little bit of money. Won't have to drive too far. Just cross the border and into the city. You and I can both get jobs and finally see what it means to be living. See, my old man's got a problem. Yeah, but the bottle, that's the way it is He says his body's too old for working His body's too young to look like his My mama went off and left him She wanted more from life than he could give I said, somebody's got to take care of him So I quit school and that's what I did You got a fast car Is it fast enough so we can fly away? You gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast I felt like I was drunk City lights day out before us And your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch? Have no fear, the Midday Monday Boost letter is here. In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer. A podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes, and I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. You receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind, and a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out check out the subscribe page at spuntray.com forward slash subscribe drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one for any writers or creatives out there i have a questionnaire it's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out it's located at spuntray.com forward slash questionnaire and what it is is five open-ended questions related to your craft It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating? What inspires you, etc, etc, stuff like that. And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now you can choose to remain anonymous if you choose to. You have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. 
And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Sponsor Day podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page. And there you will see a banner for Amazon. You literally just click on that and it takes you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but Amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website. So that would be a big help. It literally costs you nothing extra financially, just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your Amazon shopping. The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well. If you want to make a one-time PayPal donation, feel free to do so. There's a PayPal donation button on there as well. Within that same tab, you'll also find a link to the Spun Today Viral Style Store. Now, the Viral Style Store is a store where you can get Spun Today merch, whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that I personally designed. And spoiler alert, I'm no... I'm no Ralph Lauren or, you know, whoever designs Gucci stuff, (laughs) but I did create the design of those shirts myself. I have a couple t-shirts on there. One that says, for example, right need every day, which is a play off of Snoop, Dre and Nate Dogg's smoke weed every day. So it's right need every day with like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt and uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the viral style store is also there. You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis. If you become a Patreon supporter. Now, Patreon is pretty cool and it there's a little um, video explanation of what it is and how it works, but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service for your account, and you can support not just myself, but any other uh, podcasters or creatives that also have Patreon pages. And you can choose to, for example, donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis. So the Sponsor Today podcast has two uh, episodes a month. So if you donate a dollar to it, it'll be two dollars a month, basically. And you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis. There are zero fees. You can cancel at any time. No hassle, no bullshit. And it's uh, it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated. And also, it's not just like a, for example, uh, a PayPal donation, which is just that. But through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So... If you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier one supporter. If you donate three dollars per episode, you are a second tier supporter, etc., etc. And it goes up to four tiers, and each tier gets different things like 
uh, tier one gets a free spun today bookmark and a shout out on the podcast tier three gets uh gets those two things from tier one as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else etc etc so check that out if you will and uh, visit my patreon page at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash spun today another great amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it this costs you absolutely nothing whether you listen on itunes on stitcher on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on pocket casts on overcast on player fm on google play on youtube on tumblr or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps, please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends or family and tell them, you know, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, <laughs> it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Spun Today. Like the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. Subscribe to my YouTube page as well. All podcast episodes are available on YouTube as well as clipped versions. For example, with the Random Rant episodes, you know, I speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone, which is also available on YouTube. But you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks so check that out you can also support by checking out my book make way for you tips for getting out of your own way it's a quick short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation and you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books there you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition as well as a couple of audio excerpts If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold, Kindle, iBooks, Kobo, in ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Spun Today listener, I can also send you a free copy right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books. Drop in your email address at the bottom of the page and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.